This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks from Master Plan Retirement Consultants. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mark Fricks provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Roadmap Radio with your host, Mark Fricks. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Retirement Roadmap Radio with me, your host, Mark Fricks, and our co-host, the illustrious Tony Shores with us today. We're glad that he's back and we've got a great show for you, but first I need to check on Tony and see how things are going with him. How are you, Mr. Shore? Well, Mark, I am great. Thanks for having me on the show. I've had a good week. Uh, It's been a crazy one, I will admit, because my youngest daughter... Uh, took her driver's test last week, this past week, and <laughs> she passed, and so now she's uh, a driver, has her license. So she's yeah. she's out there on her own, which is uh, somewhat worrisome. It's nice yeah. not to have to uh, haul her around town anymore, but and to all her activities and work and all school. Right. However, you still worry as a dad, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've I've got two daughters, and and I'll I'll. We'll never forget the first time they got their license. They drove to school, you know, and and I'm not sure in those days if they had a phone. I know my younger one did, but yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. uh, you know, I don't know how my parents felt without a phone or anything, you know, just yeah, you know, just out there driving. You know, I know. So. I wonder about that now. I can see where they're all at. You exactly. know, on the find my you know find my kids app. You know, exactly. And, and so I don't know how our parents dealt with that. Uh, they just had to. They just they, didn't care. They just didn't care. <laughs> That's right. You know, I think about that, and I think about some of the things we used to do, and I was thinking of something the other day that, that we would do. Oh, cut grass. I was like six when I was cutting grass with a push mower. Yep, me too. And I'm thinking that, that would worry me to death, sending yeah. my six-year-old son out there no. to cut grass and uh, you In know, fact, the neighbors would probably foot. turn you into family services probably if would. they saw you had your six-year-old yeah. out working a push mower. And back then... <laughs> I mean, not to age you, but, you know, when you were six using a push mower, it probably didn't have all the safety features. Oh, either. it didn't have all the guards and all that stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and our yard was half rocks. Oh, jeez. It's throwing stuff up in my face. I didn't have any glasses. Really. I mean, you know, it was crazy, but that's. Yeah. I think about, you know, when I was really little, I remember, and, and my parents confirmed that we had a really big car, an old Pontiac Bonneville, huge four-door, mm. and I would lay in the back window. The ledge, the ledge in Uh the backseat was the ledge under the window was big enough for me to lay. (laughs) Talk about no seatbelts. Can you imagine driving now and seeing a kid laying in a back window? There'd be a SWAT team showing up, right? (laughs) Yeah, you'd be, they'd lock you up and throw away the key. So Uh, we used to ride in the, in the Volkswagen, the little section behind the back seat, which basically was sitting on the engine. A little bit of cubby hole back in the back, oh. big enough for maybe a five-year-old, you yep. know, or, or less. And yeah, yep. crazy. <laughs> well, what yeah. are we talking about today, Mark? <laughs> well, we could just walk down nostalgia lane yeah. here. Memory but, lane. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we actually have a, it's kind of a cool subject today. We're going to be talking about something that is probably one of the most di- difficult things when it comes to 
to talking about a retirement roadmap, and that is how much money am I going to need in retirement? And, and you know, so if you're not retired yet, it's it's kind of a, uh, I don't know. And, and so we have certain budget worksheets we use and things like that. But I thought we would touch on that and, and, and talk about the uh, oh, six or eight areas that you need to remember as you're preparing that budget because you know I'll, I'll be talking to folks and be the first or second appointment and say okay i want to run some reports for you so how much do you think you'll need in retirement and it's like a deer in headlights you know so we have to talk about that for a while and <laughs> have you thought about this have you thought about that so so i think it'll be a really neat show and i think it's something that folks will get a lot out of well yeah and i think it's going to be a great discussion i like the topic and a lot of people do wonder okay how much am i going to need in retirement that's a huge question that I'm sure is probably at the top of the list of questions you get, right, Mark? Oh, yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's probably the most difficult question to answer, too. And, you know, there's a, there's a, um, a what do you call it, a formula in the industry where you say, well, 80% of what you lived on when you worked. But, you know, that's, that, that's like saying if you're 65, you should be on this medicine. It's, it's so generic uh, that I, I think it's almost useless. So, so I think going through these areas here will really uh, help out. I really do. Well, yeah. Yeah. So where do you want to begin with this then? Um, You know, how do we do this? How do we figure out where we're at and where we're going? Well, I think the first thing you think about is is what, uh, you know, what's going to be different? Um, You know, and uh, the first thing I think about is I won't be driving to work every day. Now, my office is 10 minutes away. So, you know, it's not a big deal. But if you're, you know, if you're driving into Atlanta or, you know, San Francisco or whatever, and it's an hour and a half commute each way and you're burning that gas and you're putting wear and tear on the car and and that type of thing. So that, you know, uh, you, are you buying more clothes, more dry cleaning uh, if you're going to work every day? Now, you know, with the COVID episode, more people are working at home. So that's a little bit less extreme, perhaps, but not for others. Others are, again, still driving back and forth to work and, and uh, you know, so that can be significant when you think about the, the number of miles you're putting on a car, more oil changes, more repairs, of course, more gasoline as it continues going up. And and so I think that's something to look at is what goes away and what's added. So what goes away is commute and, and wear and tear uh, and, and, you know, not as many new clothes. Uh, so that right there, I think, can kind of be backed out of a budget. So that's kind of where we start. And then we move into kind of a biggie. And this is housing. Um, oh. So one of the questions I always ask folks is, you know, uh, what what's going to change with your housing when you retire? And sometimes it's nothing. Hey, we, we, we're in the house. We're going to be in. It's one level. It's good for if we you know have a problem walking or whatever. And it's this, that, and the other. But in most cases, these folks are still in the house where they raised four kids. And it's four bedrooms upstairs and, and you know, maybe five bedrooms upstairs. And, and maybe the master is not on the main level. And maybe it's got a basement and it's got a big, huge yard and, and all this kind of stuff. And so they've got this house that they bought 30 years ago for $100,000 is now worth 350, right? And so we start talking about that and they say, well, we, we really like these new ranch condos they're building or these little communities where you have the little cottage looking house. And I say, sure. have you priced those? And they go, uh, no. And I say, well, the ranch condos, at least in our area, are going for like 500000 And so wow. when they start talking about downsizing, they're not talking about money downsizing. <laughs> they're talking about the size of the place, but it's more expensive because it's more desirable. We have baby boomers retiring. So they've not necessarily thought about that. Um, and, you know, you know, it's, you just can't go out there and find those right there uh, right now. They're just, you know, most houses right now that they've built up, up to the last couple of years have been two story 
you know, going up as opposed to out. Yep. Um, the old ranches are, are going away. And, and so that's something that we really do talk about. And, and, and maybe they want to move to Florida. So now you're talking about, you know, maybe even more expense, especially if they're near the beach. Um, so it's, it's just uh, you know, maybe they want to um, have two homes, right? And so housing is a, uh, a big deal when it comes to retirement planning. And if they've not thought about that, they're going to have to discuss that uh, mm-hmm. as, as to what changes will be there and how that could affect what they're doing. And, and, and then, you know, how much money are they, are they going to get from their old house? Are they going to put that into the new house? Or do they want a mortgage? Um, you know, with mortgages so cheap right now, I'm, you know, I don't mind having a mortgage at, at two and a half percent and keeping my money and, and earning eight percent on it or whatever. But uh, that's part of that discussion. So I think housing's a, a big part of uh, estimating your retirement budget. Yeah. Well, that's huge. And I, I never really thought about that. You know, my wife and I are starting to talk about, okay, uh, once our youngest is out of the house, you know, do, we would like a rambler. You know, we don't like the, we're in a split level. We don't like that. And, you know, as we get older, we're th- trying to think ahead and think, well, we, we want a rambler or a ranch style house, you know, uh, that's uh, one level. Uh, but I never thought that it might be more expensive and more in demand. And you're right. There aren't as many. You drive around and we're like, wow, OK, there aren't as many one level homes, uh, ranch style homes. So that's that yeah. is something to think about. And I never thought about housing, how that could be an issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What's next? Yeah, well, the next one is, is health care, um, the, the cost of health care. Um, you know, a lot of folks say, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to be on Medicare, so this, everything's going to be really good and, and, you know, it'd be cheap and, and this, this, that, and the other. Uh, so let's talk about Medicare for a minute. So, um, you know, the cost of Medicare, Part A uh, Medicare is already paid for. If you look at your check now, it has a Medicare Part A deduction own it. So you're paying for it as you work. So no worries with that. But Part A only covers hospital. I mean, that that's pretty much facility insurance. Part B is what takes care of all the other medical charges, doctor visits, x-rays, things like that. And, and this year, I believe it's $145 and a few cents per month per person. So you're talking about almost $300 a month um, and maybe before this, your company was paying for your health insurance or most of it. So now that's, that you've got 300 bucks a month coming out. And that does go up pretty much every year, by the way. And it seems to go up the same amount as the cost of living goes up on Social Security, by the way. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems that way. Uh, so you've got that. And then we still aren't talking about Part D, which is prescription drug coverage, uh, which I've seen anywhere from to, you know, 10 to 50 bucks a month per person, right? And then you're going to want some kind of a Medigap or Medicare supplement uh, to take care of all those deductibles and things like that that will slip in. There's, uh, there's some type of a donut hole that, that you got to pay out of pocket for a while before it kicks back in again. And so, you know, that supplement can run anywhere from a couple of dollars a month to uh, I've seen people, with, you know, pay three or four hundred dollars a month for that each. And so now, you know, we're kind of estimating I'd say at least uh, five grand a year for health care. And a lot of people haven't thought about that. And, you know, they're like, hey, you don't have to worry about that anymore. But that's not true. And so um, health, you know, health care and Medicare premiums. And I've not even got into deductibles yet uh, that are have to come out of pocket. And so that's, you know, that's something else. And then, you know, I, I realized this a couple of years ago. My parents are, are in their 80s and 
it seems like their biggest cost right now is dentistry, um, hearing aids, things like that, that aren't covered really by anything unless you go out and buy a dental policy, which is typically worthless. But, you know, they go to the dentist to get a, a you know, what, a, a crown? It's two grand. You know, and these folks are on a fixed income, and, and, and that's coming out of pocket. And, yeah, and my and mom's hearing up, aids. I'll tell you, it gets more oh, expensive man. all the time. It hurts me now, and I work. I mean, especially, you know, <laughs> so I can't imagine, you know, living on, on a fixed income and having to pay for eyeglasses. And, again, hearing aids are so expensive. It's just crazy. So think about those types of things. And, you know, I'm not even getting into long-term care at this point. That's a whole different discussion. I'm really just talking about what everybody's going to be having to pay, and that's the Medicare and the deductibles and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that's important to look at, Mark. And, uh, you know, Healthcare is complicated and expensive. And people, I think a lot of folks out there listening might have thought, I know I used to think this way, well, once I hit 65 and retire, Medicare will take care of it. I don't need to worry about it. You know, it's maybe, <laughs> maybe I have to p- pitch in a hundred bucks a month for a premium or something. Nope. Mm. It's more than that. You have to pay premiums, deductibles, and there's a lot it doesn't cover. And what I find interesting, uh, Mark, is that, um, the, the thing seniors need most in retirement as far as healthcare, hearing, dental, and vision. Those are the three things that, unfortunately, as we get older, all start to go. None of those are covered by Medicare. That's right. That's right. So it's like, what? <laughs> uh, I don't understand that. I wish I wish they were. Uh, hearing aids are so expensive. But I know this because of my parents and, and other people that have gotten them. So yep. uh, what's next on the list of things we need to uh, get that retirement, uh, estimating that retirement budget? Well, I do have one idea on the hearing aids. I wonder okay. if Goodwill, does Goodwill carry hearing aids? <laughs> you could... You know, that, that would turn be in something. I, I would want to make sure that they're properly sanitized <laughs> that's, first. That's for sure. Uh, not 40 years old. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. So the next one uh, I was going to mention is taxes. And, and, and the reason I mentioned taxes primarily uh, is the fact that most folks, they have saved their money in a 401k. 403b IRA. And of course, you know, you get the great uh, deduction when you put money in and it grows tax free, but somewhere you've got to pay the piper, so to speak. And so when you turn, of course, 72, you have to start taking money out of those accounts. I've got a client uh, I was just talking to this week and their required minimum distribution at age 72 is $80,000 dollars that is totally taxable at whatever rate they're at and their rate just went up because that put them into another tax bracket uh so and even if you're not even even before 72 if you're having to live on some of that 401k and ira which many people will have to um that's fully taxable and and so a lot of people think about well i'm going to be in a lower tax bracket when i retire seldom do i see that because most people want the same income in retirement or close to it to maintain their lifestyle and to be able to do all the other things they want to do like travel and and buy hearing aids and everything else so so if you're near the same level and yet your you know your income is is so totally taxable you're not getting a tax benefit by putting money into a 401k anymore so that's you know that's something else so i think taxes can be underestimated in retirement for sure yeah yeah taxes they always come up and uh, no matter what the conversation is if it if it deals with money or retirement or both taxes <laughs> oh yeah you, you yep. got to pay the piper so to speak so Oh, that's a, that's a big one. So healthcare, 
taxes, housing. Uh, wow. Uh, three heavy hitters right there esti- right. in estimating your retirement budget. No wonder uh, you have a job, Mark, as a financial services oh, yeah. professional. <laughs> you, you can't go this alone. There's a lot to take into consideration here. Uh, and I think that's really important. And if our listeners do want to get a hold of you, they can set up a no cost, no obligation consultation uh, to get a plan in place and see where they're at. Uh, what's that number they can call? Yeah, well, uh, the great number to call would be 770-980-9262 and basically just say, hey, I want to take advantage of that complimentary uh, consultation. Typically, we do it virtually. Uh, That way, you know, we kind of you can just ask me whatever you want to ask me. I can actually, the offer this week is to send you a, uh, a post-retirement budget planner, and that will help folks maybe begin getting numbers lined up and, and uh, you know, just request that. Also, Tony, I think a great place to go is the website, because our website, we have uh, put a lot of work into it, and now right there on my front page, you can press a button and my calendar pops open, and you just pick a time and a day, and, and I've even got evening appointments and a, a Saturday appointment every two or three weeks. Um, you schedule that. You've got 30 minutes of my time just to ask me what you want to ask me to explore what other things you need to be looking out for, and if it's something that uh, that you're interested in, we will uh, actually run some reports for you. These are complimentary as well to find out where you're at in, in planning, what can trip you up and things like that. So again, I think the, the website's great as well. It's masterplanretire.com. And um, uh, my, my, my schedule's tight, my calendar's tight, but uh, I do have openings every week. So just, uh, you know, go ahead and get in there and take advantage of that. Um, and, and even on the weekend. So that's, you know, our show airs on the weekend. And so just pop on there and uh, our website's open 24-7. So that's a great way. So Master Plan Retire is a great place to go. All right. That sounds great. Now, uh, where are we on the list of uh, things that we need to plan for our budget? Well, I think the next one is food. And this was one that, that you have to be careful with because a lot of folks are like, well, you know, they've got senior discounts and we're going to eat at home more because we're not, you know, we're, we're not um, uh, working. And so we're home and we can cook and things like that. But I know that when my mom and dad retired, my dad uh, looked at my mom and said, you know, you've been cooking all these years now that I'm retired and you're retired. I think we should, you know, I'm not. I don't want you cooking as much, you know, so we're going to go out to eat more. So, you know, you could actually spend more money in retirement, um, you know, with that um, by going out more often. Uh, Now, you may save money. Again, if you're doing senior discounts and you're not eating lunch out at work, um, you could save money. So that's something you've got to have a discussion about. Is this something, hey, we got more free time, therefore we seem to, uh, you know, we want to hang out with our friends and go over to that new restaurant and, and this thing or the other or is it something we're gonna uh hey we're gonna we're gonna stay home cook together enjoy that time together and 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 maybe save some money that way as well so this is one that could be more or less so you really need to have a kind of a discussion about how that's going to look so food is definitely something that could change uh when you retire well yeah that's true Uh, food expenses are something you do have to consider and a lot of people might not be considering that. And uh, maybe if you're eating out more or need more particular foods, you got to watch those costs as well. Uh, that's huge in estimating a retirement budget. Uh, what's next on the list? 
Well, next one, I'm going to group together entertainment and travel. Uh, so you've got more time on your hands. And so therefore, uh, you know, you want to enjoy life. You know, and the, the reason you retired was to do stuff. And, you know, it could be hiking, which is not very expensive. It could be museums and movies, which is a little bit. It could be traveling to Europe, which is a lot. Uh, it could be a combination of all of that. And, and so what do you see yourself doing? You're not working 40 hours a week. So what are you doing with your time? What if you're playing golf three times a week? Hey, golf's not cheap, right? And so that 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 gets expensive what if you know you've joined a travel club what if you're all these things will um Again, it's, it's, it's an individual uh, situation. That's why I can't tell somebody, hey, you're going you're gonna to spend 5% of your budget on entertainment. You know, we, we don't know that. Uh, that's why we can have that discussion. And, and part of our original discussion when we uh, are taking on a new client is, what are you going to do with your free time? You know, what, what's your purpose in life? What's your hobbies? Uh, are you going to turn your hobbies into something to make money with? Are you, you know, what, what's, what's going on here? So um, that's, again, entertainment and travel can be a big part of a change in retirement and typically it's more because we have more time on our hands so what do you have for us next well the the uh, last one and technically i've got two more but the the last big one is is grandchildren and so um you know right after travel it's like uh i'm gonna spoil my grandchildren and that means uh uh, taking them places that means buying them things maybe you want to set up a college fund you know, for your grandchildren, um, maybe you want to help them provide health care, maybe, you know, what, or, or again, going back to travel, if they live in, you know, Chicago and you live in Atlanta and you want to go see them once a quarter, that's, that's travel costs, which technically is because of the grandchildren. You got three kids and they've all got children. Uh, and they all live in different parts of the country, you can see that that can get pretty expensive, you know. So, but that's what I hear a lot of folks say as well. We're gonna, I'm going to spoil, and usually it's the, it's the wife, it's the, you know, the, the female, and she'll say, I'm going to spoil those grandchildren, you know. And so, and that many times means, uh, you know, what can I buy them? What can I give them? Um, I've got one, uh, one couple, they, um, um, each grandchild that reaches a certain age and maybe 14, maybe 16, they get to pick a trip. And it's just the grandparents and that grandchild go where the, you know, it has to be in the continental U.S. But, you know, one child wanted to go to New York City and see a uh, see a Broadway play. Well, imagine what that would cost. Staying downtown, the play itself is probably 100 bucks a ticket, right? Um, and then, of course, the cost of food. So I think grandchildren is uh, can be a big one. And then the last one is just really just leave a legacy you know do you want to try to save money to leave children uh and, and grandchildren and and leave something uh, you know and so therefore you're you, you may be putting money away uh, you know to do that as well so that kind of ties into grandchildren which is why i said there was like one one more that i wanted to mention but it ties into leaving a legacy as well so so as you can see from from these areas and these are just some of the major areas that there are a lot of things that will affect your budget and make it different than when you were working a uh, great well, show today, Mark. Why don't you let our listeners know before we go absolutely. how they can get a hold of you uh, to get this uh, budget in place? Yeah, absolutely. Again, a great way to do it is just go to the website, masterplanretire.com. Uh, just, you know, 
choose the little logo that says schedule an appointment and my calendar pops up. If you're more of a phone person, uh, then the website has our phone number, has our address, has our uh, email address, all of that. Um, but I will give you the phone number again real quickly, 770-980-9262. We work with people all around the country. So if you're hearing this on podcast, um, we've got class coast to coast. Um, and so be glad to talk to you again because of the virtual world we live in now. It's very simple to meet online. Um, I can even share my screen with you and show you a few um, uh, statistics and show you maybe some reports and things like that that could help you out as well. So uh, masterplanretire.com I think is a great place to start and uh, look forward to hearing from everyone. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Roadmap Radio with our host, Mark Fricks. Thank you for listening to Retirement Roadmap Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Mark Fricks at Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Call 770-980-5262 or visit their website at masterplanyourretirement.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.